Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte. Hi, and welcome back to the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. Um, I really hope everyone is doing well. This week's episode is a bit of a a bit of a review on the Freestyle Libra Two sensors. Um, so I started using them. Uh, I'm I'm into my second month, so maybe five, probably about five weeks ago now. So I thought I would uh, do a little review on how I'm finding it, kind of pros and cons, um, and also explain a little bit about how they work for anyone who um, who isn't aware of that. Before I get started, a quick reminder. So this is episode, I think we're on episode 52, and on my 50th episode, um, I launched a competition. Now, if you haven't yet entered the competition and you would like to be in for a chance of winning, um, you are not too late. So you still have a couple of weeks left to enter. All you have to do is listen to episode 50 um, and that gives you all the details of how you enter. And then you just go to www.diabeticandhealthy.com forward slash win to put in your entry Um, but it does ask you a question about episode 50 so you have to listen to the episode to then be able to enter if you are lucky enough to win it is an awesome prize so you get a one-to-one lifestyle and fitness consultation with myself I will then write you your own personalized fitness plan and also you get two healthy recipe packs that come with uh like with shopping lists and meal plans so if you are um on a bit of a fitness kick or or something like that then this is the you know this is an awesome prize for you so please do go and check out episode 50 and enter the competition okay so let's get started um so i'm talking about a freestyle libra 2 sensors so the uh the libra is a flash glucose system okay and that's not the same as a cgm so i've actually had a few uh a few questions about this on social media and things like that when people see my sensor and ask um what it is or why i don't use something like a dexcom um and they are quite different. So a flash glucose system is quite different to using uh, like a full-blown CGM. So I'm just going to run through kind of how they work and what the differences are, first of all. So this is not to not to completely replace finger prick testing. That's, that's another thing that um, some people are a bit unsure of. So if you've always re- relied on finger prick testing that um you know you prick your finger you you put the drip of blood onto the test strip and that tells you how much sugar is or i should use the word glucose how much glucose is in your blood at that time okay so it's pretty accurate as long as you have calibrated your um your glucose monitor and you have washed your hands and everything like that that should be pretty accurate a flash glucose sensor 
um, work slightly differently. So it doesn't measure it doesn't measure from blood. What it does is it takes a reading from the interstitial fluid. So that's a, like a thin layer of fluid that surrounds the cells of the tissues below the skin. And to get a reading from there, there is a five to 10 minute kind of lag on, um, on like an instant blood glucose reading. I'm making this sound really complicated. Stay with me. Stay with me. If you if you break your finger and you check your blood, it tells you there and then what your blood sugar is at that time. If you have one of the sensor readings where it's taking it from the interstitial fluid, it may be five to ten minutes behind. Okay, so for example, if you are feeling the symptoms of a hypo and you check with a sensor and it says, oh no, your blood sugar's I don't know, five or 4.8 or whatever it is, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're not low. Um, In that kind of situation, I would then go and do a finger prick and and check what that is saying. Right. I've waffled, but I hope that makes makes sense. Um, I'd say kind of the next thing up from a from a flash glucose sensor okay so flash glucose sensor that is what the uh the freestyle libras fall into next up from that would be a cgm so a continuous glucose monitor this actually also measures the interstitial fluid um in the same way that a, a flash glucose monitor would but it's in three parts so you have a sensor but then you have a transmitter and you have a display device and that display device shows you kind of in real time what your blood sugars are doing so you can watch them going up and down and see what they're doing all the time so the difference i suppose the main difference between a flash glucose monitor and a cgm um, is that the cgm monitors continuously so you continuously look at whatever the um the monitor the display device is so whether you've got a display device with it or you've got it connected to your phone or whatever it connects to you can look at that at any time and it will show you what your blood sugar is doing um i know i keep saying blood sugar and everyone's now meant to call it glucose but you know what i mean <laughs> um with a flash glucose monitor you have to scan the sensor and then it tells you what your blood sugar is doing um so it's not like you can just look down and see what it's doing all the time with a CGM. So it's kind of like, I always think of as the, um, the flash glucose systems as an upgrade from, a, um, from just finger pricking. Like it's much nicer to just be able to do a quick scan of your, your arm or wherever your sensor is rather than having to, you know, prick your finger and squeeze the blood out and, and do it that way. Um, it's way more convenient if you're if you're kind of out and about and you just want to check your blood sugar um but it's not quite a cgm so you can't just look down at any time and know what your blood sugar is doing um although it does save data uh it's probably not on the same level as the, the modern cgms so it's kind of somewhere in between finger pricking and um and, and having a cgm for all of you who have asked me why I have the um, the Freestyle Libra and not, um, you know, not something like a, a Dexcom or a Medtronic or, or whatever the, the latest kind of CGM is, is a very simple answer. Um, the Freestyle Libras, I am able to get on prescription on the NHS in the UK. 
um, ACGM I am not able to get and they are very expensive to self-fund. It's something I would probably look into doing um, as in self-funding a CGM if I was unable to get the Libra um, but because I am I feel like that's a, that's enough for me. Um, so in the UK you have to fit very certain criteria, very specific criteria to be able to uh, get a, a CGM on EHS. Um, I was actually lucky enough to have one funded for me when I was pregnant. So during my pregnancy, I lost all of my hypo symptoms, which, you know, is, is never a good thing, not even at the best of times, but certainly not when you are carrying precious cargo in your tummy and you don't want to be uh, hitting the deck at, at any time. So I was very lucky that Royal Bournemouth Hospital um, funded a, a CGM just for the um, the time that I was pregnant. So that was cool. And I, re I really did enjoy having the CGM and the... Um, the perks that came with it. I, I did like being able to just look down and, and see what my blood sugar is doing. Okay, so um, I was already using the Freestyle Libra sensors, but they have now been upgraded to the Libra 2. Um, as far as I'm aware, I think they're phasing out the first sensors. So if you do get the first sensors on um, prescription, I think if you're not already, then soon you'll probably be getting the, uh, the Libra 2. So the main difference is pretty much the same as the first one, but the main difference is um, it has optional alarms. Now, this is a huge thing because for me, this is the bit that I really liked when I had a CGM, that I could set alarms. So instead of having to keep looking at, looking at your um, what your blood sugar was doing, you could set your target and then when your blood sugar went outside that target a little alarm would go off and alert you um so that was really cool so the fact that the the new libra 2 has alarms is awesome um i know loads of people have um kind of hypo anxiety especially at night so this is a really really big deal um if that's something that you struggle with because you can go to sleep knowing that it's going to start beeping at you if you go too low or too high in the night if you have those alarms turned on. For me, I find um, it means on the really busy days, I don't have to keep checking my blood sugar because as long as it's not beeping at me, I know it's in range, which is a nice feeling. However, um, okay, so let's talk about the the issues or the teething problems that I've had, okay? So although I say I can get on and not check my blood because I know it's going to beep at me, I actually did that the other day and I had lots on and I just wasn't thinking about checking my blood sugar because, you know, I was relying on these alarms. However, when I had gone several hours and it, and it hadn't done anything um, and I was going to have something to eat so I checked it and I was actually running at 13. Now I hadn't felt that it was high. Um, I did do a, a finger prick test at that point as well to check and it was, I think that was reading at about 12. Um, so yeah, it was around 12, 13. So not necessarily high enough for me to notice yet or, or not, it hadn't been that high long enough for me to, to notice yet. But the alarm hadn't gone off. Now, I'm not blaming the sensor because obviously when I checked the reading, the reading was correct, um, but it 
was just the fact that the alarm hadn't gone off. Now, that could have been a number of things, I guess. It could have been an issue with the app because I use my phone. Um, I have an Android phone, I don't have an iPhone. Although the app is available for both Android and iPhone, I think as long as you're kind of above a certain um, model. Um, so yeah, it could have been the app. It could have been my phone. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it did give me a kick up the bum not to get lazy and not to just rely on the sensors um, because obviously it hadn't gone off. Weirdly, once I'd scanned and it told me what the reading was, about two minutes later, it then the alarm went off and told me it was high and I was like, yeah, cheers for that, I know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I would say maybe don't rely on the alarms but it is nice that they're there and it does mean you don't have to check as often um now at the beginning of this episode i did say it's not um it's not an alternative to finger prick testing so although it massively reduces the amount of finger prick tests you have to do it doesn't eradicate the need for for pricking your finger altogether because you I mean you should kind of randomly finger prick anyway just to check that your sensor is pretty accurate um, but also things like hypos for example if I scan and it says I'm low but I don't feel low I will always finger prick test always um, and the same if it's high I would rarely do a correction dose without um without finger pricking and, and double checking first. So it does mean I'm not pricking my fingers half as much as I was before, but I do still um, I do still check and I think that's what they recommend. Um, the only other slight issue that I had was the first sensor that I put on. Now, I've never had this issue with the the first sensors that they brought out the first libra i'd never had any issues with the um with the sensors coming off i think maybe very early on i did when i was in the gym a lot um but you know i'm quite a heavy-handed person and things like that so i may well have just just beaten them off my arm um but generally they stayed on very well well the first sensor i used with the libra 2 started to fall off almost immediately and i was like oh no, like the sensor is actually meant to be the same, I think, and the adhesive is meant to be the same. But um, shortly after I put it on, it did, um, it, it started to come off. So I had to buy some um, some tape um, and some patches to, to put over it. Again, it could have been a number of things. It could have been that um, I used the alcohol wipe and I didn't let it dry enough. It could have been... Um, that I didn't leave it long enough before I showered. You know, it, it was probably user error, but I'm just sharing this with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, so the fact that there was a day the alarms didn't go off, but could have been my phone, um, and the fact that the sensor, my first sensor did start to come off. Apart from that, I have got nothing but good things to say um, about the Libra 2. I think it's a really good, um, really good device if you can get your hands on one. And yeah, if anyone um, if anyone isn't using one and would like to ask me any questions whatsoever, please, please do get in touch. You can always email me. It's charlotte at diabeticandhealthy.com. Hope that was helpful. It's only really a short one this week, but I just wanted to um, share my thoughts on that sensor. 
Um, a quick reminder again, if you are not yet getting involved with Diabetic and Healthy on social media, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we have two Facebook groups, Diabetic and Healthy Community and also Type 1 Fit. Diabetic and Healthy is also on Instagram. I'm quite active on there. Um, it's diabetic underscore and underscore healthy. And of course, there's this podcast. Please do leave a review um, and hit subscribe. And that way you never miss any future shows. As always, thank you so much for listening. Do go and check out episode 50 and uh, enter that competition if that's something you would like to win. And uh, till next time, stay safe and stay happy. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues. Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor. 